Brothers flag its own website as a piracy website. Well, that'll teach them to post their own content, won't it? Stealing Warner Brothers content from Warner Brothers. God damn them. That is the perfect karma yeah. for, for stupid copyright bots. Yeah, well, it's it's perfect for Warner Brothers. Warner Brothers have, um, they fucked up so much when it comes to enforcing DMCA and all the other nefarious copyright things. I mean, they were the publishers of Shadow of Mordor for once. They were already dodgy on that shit, content IDing things, while also doing those sponsorship things behind the scenes. So they're already fuckers for that. Weren't they the company that, like, they copyright claimed to their own UK division's YouTube upload of one of their trailers or something? Yeah, something like that. Something like that. I think they're also the company that admitted in a, um, I think, some sort of legal hearing, admitted that they knew what they were doing was violating fair use. It was like, um, we know the things we're claiming and half the stuff we're taking down is fair use, isn't a violation of copyright, but we can do it anyway, so that's what we're going to do. So, yeah, they have always been at the forefront. And I've said before in videos and the like that Warner Brothers is... um, just as bad as EA and Ubisoft and all the other companies it's popular to rail on. Uh, but they never get quite the same spotlight. But they are as bad, if not worse. They, they do everything you can accuse the others of doing, from carving up content, for ridiculous pre-order culture uh, uh, encouragement, um, shitty DLC and season pass practices. They were all up on that uh, online pass bullshit when that was mm. a thing, even for single player. Like, like they are all over every worst element of the game industry. And indeed the, the copyright issues that I frequently talk about. Yeah. Um, I felt I had to open it with that because I've got so many emails this week <laughs> from people telling me about the, <laughs> the Warner Brothers thing. So wow. I know they've done it. Uh, they, yeah. Yeah. That's basically what they did. They flagged one of their own fucking uh, websites for pirated content because clearly they, they're using automated yeah. systems like everyone else. Warner Brothers has noticed that there is a bunch of Warner Brothers content on that Warner Brothers website. <laughs> so in order to stop you seeing Warner Brothers website content on anywhere other than the Warner Brothers website, they have blocked the Warner Brothers website. The funniest thing is how they were taken to court for putting Nyan Cat and uh, Keyboard Cat in Scribble Notes. Uh, and they had to go defend themselves in court for uh, infringing someone's copyright, which I thought was fucking hilarious. <laughs> um, I forget where it was I read it, but I saw some comment that was like, you know what, their, their website probably is full of pirated content. It's just because they're Warner Brothers, they've probably got some legal loophole that allows them to just steal other people's shit. Uh, the same kind of protections that, that we don't have. Um, but anyway, anyway, it's a nice bit of Scheidenfried. To, I never know how to pronounce that properly. Schadenfreude, uh, nice, I think. Schadenfreude. Schadenfreude. Fraggen, Fraggle Rock. It's a nice bit of Schindler's nice. Fraggle Rock yep. to uh, start the show with. Oh, Hello, Laura. We, how are you? I'm, I'm all right, Jim. How are you doing this week? Yeah, I'm all right. I'm all right. Um, my back's not better. Let me just... I, I'll, I'll, <laughs> I, I'll be brief because I know some people don't like hearing about um, stuff. But... Uh, yeah, that epidural's not taken, I don't think. So I'm going to have to find other solutions. Other yeah. solutions or, or repeat the solution. I know it's popular to give it a second go because I know some people saw this week's Gymquisition and thought that I was better. No, that's just I forget important things when I'm in front of a camera. I.e., <laughs> don't 
dance, we use that term loosely, uh, but do not shake one's uh, entire body, including the spinal column, uh, to Chains of Love at a ridiculously rapid pace uh, just because you got overexcited in front of a camera and felt like showing off. Um, That's basically a big sign I need to put behind the camera when I next film, but... uh, yeah, um, that didn't fuck me up, by the way. That people, some people were like, "God, that I, I was wincing watching it." But funnily enough, that didn't uh, jar anything. Then I went for a little walk in the afternoon, and that fucked me up. The thing that the is actually supposed to be good for, like healing backs and and ruptures and things. You know, do some walking. Um, make sure those muscles are kind of exercised and everything. Uh, did that, that fucked me up there that afternoon, but the wibbly wobbly dance in the morning, not so bad. So I don't know, maybe a new form of physical therapy. Well, I'm very sorry to hear that that did not go well. My week, on the other hand, um, good four days of it. I spent entirely drunk, not sobering up at all. So that was fun. Four days drunk. I was off at Alcon. That was a nice, good laugh. On my way up there, I was on the coach up and I got Twitter verified. So I was like, oh, I can basically just like tweak about with some settings as to who can tweet me now and then just ignore social media for a few days. So that was nice. And... I took a proper proper vacation. It was it was a good time. Um I did occasionally stop to tweet, "Hey, again, the PS4 Slim is still real." So there's that because you know, got to make sure I remind everyone because by the time you you listen to this podcast, that fucking press conference will have happened and the PS4 Slim will be official. It'd be so I funny now if the press the conference happened out. and they were just like, "Yeah, no, it doesn't exist. It's a lie." <laughs> They bring out a 3D printed And it turned out someone really had 3D printed one and like pretended to Laura that it was real. Well, here's the thing. If it like, you know what I was looking into logistics of and there was no way it was going to be viable, but I wanted to work out, can I fucking do this? Was could I fly out to New York, get myself into that event with like a PS4 Slim in my bag and then just like throw it on the stage at the beginning of the live stream? Like, I I know that it would have been a bit naughty of me, but I was very tempted to just try and get as good a seat as I could and just be like, there you go, it's on stage. Well within your right, mate. Well within your right. (laughs) It it would have been an amusing night, but I'm crossing my fingers that someone else out there in the world that's managed to get their hands on one has had the same idea. So you never know. You but, never know, indeed. Yeah. Also, my other thing that I, I was amused by this week very quickly is, you know how Reggie stole my 3DS years ago? And we talked about that on the podcast. He stole he my Majora's Mask 3DS. definitely did. Definitely yeah. happened. And your Amiibos. In court of law. And my Amiibos. And the Amiibos. I finally got We decided my... that in the same court that we uh, tried law in last week. It's a real yeah. court. It is a very real court. And I got my revenge this week, because if you saw the Nintendo Direct that Nintendo did for the 3DS... Someone stole Reggie's 3DS, and I wonder who that might have been. Hint, hint, it was me. Don't fucking mess with me, (laughs) Reggie. So, there you go. That's that. Gavin, we haven't introduced him yet. How are you doing this week? I'm good, thanks. My my Deus Ex song came out, which I was happy with. It was bloody brilliant i really yeah. like that one thank you it's it's i've gotten the best response this year actually so that, nice. that is nice. i know you were worried about it because yeah. obviously new black gold there for human revolution was um one of your most famous songs i yeah. would say um, definitely one of the most Shepherd. loved by the people who but, know who i am anyway yeah. De- definitely it's it's um yeah it's it's your sort of mm. 
crown jewel, I would say, among your audience. Crown, crown jewel uh, slash so. albatross. <laughs> <laughs> True. True. There, there, there was pressure to live up to that one, yeah. but I, I certainly think you did, and I'm glad that... The, Everyone else seems to believe so as well. Yeah, so. It, it, it was awesome. uh, it was a fun evening. I uploaded the wrong mix of the song onto YouTube, and uh, oh. then had to wake up the next morning, realize what I'd done, delete the video, and lose like thirty thousand views. I could have kept oh, up uh, the that... slightly inferior mix, but I would have regretted it forever. Was it was you that was um, you were offering refunds? Yeah, I gave I gave anyone anyone who bought the song on Bandcamp who. Uh-huh. If they were pissed off that because I made the song free, as a um, because I uploaded also the wrong mix to Bandcamp. What I did was I labeled my mixes wrong, which real well done, Gav. And the final mix wasn't the one that went out on Bandcamp or on YouTube, and uh, had to then <laughs> take that down from Bandcamp, upload the new one, and just say fuck it, make it free so everyone can have it. Uh-huh. And if anyone's pissed off that they bought it and now other people are getting it for free, they they got a refund. I'm, I, I meant to ask you in private because yeah. if it's if it's not a good answer, I don't want it in public. Yeah. But if it's if it's a good answer, it'd be worth having in public. But I was going to ask like the percentage that actually took you up on that because I saw on Twitter a lot of replies <coughs> from people who were saying they weren't going to do that. It, like they they were happy to still. It was extremely small. A couple of people yeah, did, but it yeah. was very small percentage. Would have thought so. Yeah. That's now the yeah I like that the the number of people who um downloaded the free song as yeah. opposed to the number of people who usually buy the song now that was something interesting <laughs> oh I, I don't doubt it people, I'm sure people, people yeah. like free shit <laughs> and that they do that that i don't think we need any mm-hmm. uh, market data on but mm-hmm. uh i am i'm glad to hear about the low percentage because that's uh obviously as a crowdfunded person that mm-hmm. kind of stuff's always interesting to me is how closer relationship a creator has with their audience and how that translates to loyalty as opposed to, you know, the kind of forced loyalty yeah, that some exactly. companies try and foster among crowds. Plus if you were um, one so of the if hear. if you were one of the couple of hundred people who bought the original unfinished mix, I mean you've got something very unique there that not a lot of people have. That's true. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um so a thing just happened while we're recording this that was not on our news topic list. Miyamoto went out on stage during Apple's keynote at so you, the Apple oh. event, which is very unexpected for Nintendo. They you told to him to do, do that, Laura, like didn't you? No, not at all. That you, is, that, no, that is actually yeah. conceptually weird. You want to know what he did? He came out oh, and announced God. a new Mario game for iOS. Oh. It's called Super Mario Run. Um, it is an auto- okay. It is an automatic yeah. running Mario game. You play with one mm. hand. You tap to make yeah. him jump, and gotcha. apparently the aim of the game is to create Mario levels that feel like Nintendo Mario levels, but can be played with only the jump button. And it's going to be I'm far away now from the microphone. Yeah, because I deflated so much. I'm now just like a big empty sack of skin on the floor. <laughs> it's I'm. I'm watching like the footage that they showed. It doesn't look like bad Mario levels. Mm-hmm. It's it's six worlds um, being sold for a set price. We don't know what that set price is this Christmas. Right. I am I am up for um, an actual Mario platformer Honestly, on iOS. I'm- I'm being facetious, but I uh, I like endless runners, or, yeah. or indeed just runner games. I'm a, I'm actually a big fan of them done right. Um, one Epic Night is one of my it's, it's a game I can constantly play on my phone. Um, 
I just think it's funny that that just the the staggering of the details always comes out like that. Nintendo mm. have a new mobile game to announce, and it's Pokemon. Go, and <laughs> they got a new Mario. Um, I just always find that funny because it starts really exciting and then it, turns into it, a mobile it game. It does. But here's the thing. To see I'm not Nin- saying it'll like, be bad. No, like there are lots of very positive things about this. Like, first of all, seeing Nintendo be willing to go to Apple's conference and show a game off there, very unexpected of Nintendo, because they usually mm. let's do Nintendo directs for every piece of news, no matter how big I or small, because we want I to think control it's clear. it. After Pokemon Go especially, I think it's clear Nintendo... Nintendo often operates in a bubble in its own little thing, often weirdly independent from the rest of Mm. the business world, but they're not stupid and they know where the money is. And after Pokemon Go, I'm pretty sure that uh, as weird as it is right now, when you actually look at the, the, the... the year Nintendo's had. It makes mm. perfect logical sense. Yeah. There's a couple of other It's bits. hard to envision because Nintendo doesn't often operate on a logic that yeah. like the rest of the world understands. Mm. But this is actually a... And that might be why it's so weird because it's a staggeringly it, believable, it, logical it, move it's a really, that makes so much sense. It's a really smart choice. It's Nintendo saying, hey, we have a title for iOS... Why don't we go where all the people will be looking at iOS and tell them there that there's a Mario game? Yeah, and that's a and, really smart and thing. It's, it's a kind of shock announcement because yeah. you know we're no. reacting the way we are. Miyamoto being on a, a stage at an Apple show. Yeah, um, um, they're announcing Mario, which is obviously still a huge deal and still a big name. So putting it out there in front of uh, not necessarily game playing crowd. Um, mm. It's still a pretty good idea because they're saying, you know, hey, it's that Mario game that everyone loves in a gameplay package that you all understand because almost all of you will have at least played Temple Run or something like that. So, yeah, Yeah. actually a very savvy move and turning Mario into a runner is not a bad idea. Yeah, there is also one other bit of information that's about Nintendo and iOS that, again, I didn't expect, but it makes a lot of sense if they're trying to get people paying attention to them on iOS as a platform. Mm-hmm. When iOS 10 comes out, you know how you can have stickers to send in your like messages and whatever on on iOS. They're going to yeah, have a bunch they're going to have a bunch of Super Mario stickers that will ship as part of iOS 10. Fucking clever. So Fucking clever that, idea. That Keep is relevant. That is Nintendo saying, "Hey, iOS, help help us be relevant." <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I and mean, that's that is... so un- Nintendo. <laughs> I don't know, their mobile division seems a lot more savvy than their their console one. Quite possibly, but I just I think it's funny that that this is the most normal thing I've seen Nintendo do in years, which is why it's the weirdest bit of Nintendo news I've ever heard. It's why I never expected it to happen, because it's too logical of a thing. Like if you makes too much sense. It's like that bit in Father Ted when Dougal comes out with these really astute remarks about the church and about philosophy. Yes, yes, actually, yeah, it, it's, uh, Nint- Nintendo kind of is the, the Dougal Maguire of video games. <laughs> yeah, so that's... Nintendoogle. Nintendoogle. That's a very, that's a, ver- a thing that very suddenly happened, um... Yeah, I don't know where we were. I just I got thrown completely off of we, our train of we thought were, there. We were on my song, which happened. is why I know what happened here, which is because <laughs> basically Laura and Jim... Went to Miyamoto. Listen, um, <laughs> listen, man. 
Gav had a new song this week and we know he's going to want to talk about it. So, like, quarter past six, you need to make a yeah. shock announcement. You, you quarter need, past six in the UK. You need to get us out of this one, man. We need your help. <laughs> yeah. We, we pre-prepared We're this. in a jam yeah. real bad, man. We, we, Miyamoto, we need you to come out. Like, we'll, we'll give you a message as to when you should walk on the stage. Just do it when Gav starts talking to us over Skype. <laughs> um... So yeah, while we're on Nintendo, there were a couple of little bits of Nintendo news that are a bit stupid this week. Um, Nintendo have announced that in 2017, they're going to have some kind of Splatoon tournament, and every member of the winning team will win a Nintendo NX. We still don't fucking know what the thing is, but we know that in 2017, an officially sponsored Nintendo Splatoon tournament will have it as prizes. That is... Yeah, so that's Nintendo being Nintendo. Is, is that going to be, oh. like, pre-release? Like... There's there's no word as to whether that's the case, because we still don't know the I, fucking release date for the NX. I would imagine that um, gamers who are good enough at Splatoon to win a tournament would probably be big enough Nintendo fans that they would own the NX if it's already out. I I do have a wonder, like... like un- unless it's, like, is... a special limited edition NX with, like... Yeah. Then again, Reggie like spunked on would, it or something. <laughs> that wouldn't matter to Nintendo because they they would be doing it to sell the NX yeah. to more people. But, it, it's a publicity thing for the NX more mm. than anything else. This this is not based on any inside knowledge, but I do wonder if this is a sign that maybe there'll be some Splatoon support, be it a port or an, a sequel for the NX, maybe. That, They'd be that goddamn is... stupid if there wasn't another yeah, Splatoon. That's that's just a guess off my head, but yeah, they're announcing it as a prize for a tournament without it having a release date or us knowing what the fucking thing is. See, that's more like the Nintendo that I know. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Yeah. The NX. I'm like, just hurry up and get it out. Like like this generation is so underway. And with the Neo and all this shit happening and this Project it's... Scorpio and, and the Wii U itself clearly just having been left to the vultures now. It's... It's... Come on, it's Nintendo. So... Do, it, do it for Laura's sake. Just release it. My, my, buddy, is, my buddy is ready. <laughs> yeah, and launch with Splatoon 2. Splatoo, call it. Splatoon. And then put the N in brackets so that we know it's Splatoon. I... I'm not good at naming sequels. <laughs> Well, this is, it's stupid. Like, it amazes me that we had a Nintendo Direct this past week and we didn't get any NX news. That they were like, oh yeah, we're going to do another Nintendo Direct about the 3DS, not about that console that everyone's waiting for us to do a Direct on. Yeah, yeah. I'm really curious about this strategy yeah, what, here like it's again they, it makes no sense to me but, but what are Nintendo they really do what are they trying to keep so secret that maybe six months out from launch they still don't want to say what it is maybe maybe they they've got the prototype unit but they haven't found a way to delete reggie's nudes off the hard drive on it. <laughs> that might be it currently it's like it's due out in the next six months and we still don't have official word on what oh God, the what fucking they... thing is what if they're going to try and pull a Sega? What if they're going to do, and it's out today? Maybe it's going to be it's going to be the exclusive platform for Half Life Three. We'll we'll know if that's happening if they get to March twenty seventeen, and we still haven't heard what it is because that's the month that it supposedly comes out. That's when... I'd love it if it came. 
came out and we still didn't know what it was. It's like the NX, their their director's just, and today the NX releases and they end the press conference and we're like, wait, so what is it? Don't ask us, it's in the shops. Go get it. it. And it it won't even be called an NX because this is Nintendo. So it'll be like the Nintendo Wiwawa. Um, and, and then, and then the, the box people won't have will any just pic- be in stores confused. Just what the <laughs> fuck is a Nintendo Wiwawa? The box won't have any pictures on it. It'll just be the title of the console and no descriptions, yeah. no labels, nothing, <laughs> not even a barcode, a no official price. It's just like... <laughs> like a loot crate box. It, it is a loot crate box, but with like... Like duct tape over the loot crate logo, and then in marker pen on the duct tape, just we woo woo. Uh, the stores don't know how much to charge for it. They're like, well, um, I guess um, four hundred pounds. Two. When people get it home, when people get it home, it's one of those like game in a console, like the little NES they're doing, and the only game on it is No Man's Sky. Yeah, and you but, can't get any other games but it's on it. No, the only game on it is Pokemon Go. No, no, no. And it's, and it's a console. Pokemon that, Go, Man Sky! That you can't <laughs> so it's Pokemon Procedurally <laughs> generated Pokemon that do fucking nothing! And when you get to the centre of it, it tells you directions of where to go to get to the actual press conference where they'll reveal the real NX. <laughs> So you've got to complete the game within like the first day of it going the the Wii Wu Wawa going on sale because that's how you find that you've got to be in Kyoto, Japan for the press conference to find out and what the NX really is. And that's what happened the day that Randy Pitchford was project lead on a Nintendo console. <laughs> Never again. So yeah, until Nintendo tell us what it is, I am like, you know what I'll do? I'll go mock up a very convincing Wii Wii Wawa box and um, 3D print the console and put it in there with a manual because I'm really good at doing that. And, mm-hmm. you know, I'll force I'll force <laughs> Nintendo's hand. I'll tell uh, the world they're selling the Wii Wii Wawa. Exactly. Yeah. Either that or I'll blackmail them with Reggie's nudes. I'll... You know what? If, if they don't announce what the NX is soon, Reggie, you never get any 3DS back. Nope. 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 I'm, I'm just going to stick it up my bum hole. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he probably won't want it back after that. So. Well, exactly. You don't want it up there, then better get announcing that NX, Reggie. Get get talking to people. Make it happen. Um, oh my god, I want to. I want. I want a pitch to Chuck Tingle. Pounded <laughs> in the butt by Reggie's news. <laughs> um. So that probably isn't things... very healthy. I mean. <laughs> I'm I'm not a connoisseur in sticking things up my butt like you two, but like, what kind of stuff is in a a, a, a a Nintendo console? Would you be pissing out your ass afterwards like Amiibo Link or? Um, I mean, let's, I wouldn't do an XL. No, yeah. no, no. Get like the 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 original one, like no nub on it, as light as possible. You know. Yeah, you want it smooth and silky. Yeah, mm. possibly put it like stretch one of those Wii remote condoms over it first, lube it up nice and good. Those things are weird, aren't they? They're strangely tactile. Yeah. Those those they they're... they are oddly squishy and yeah. squishable. <laughs> they, um, they, they feel like you should keep one. be keeping them in a dungeon in in the back room in your house. Um, I'm gonna go see if someone's fucked one. <laughs> so, but while you're lo- I know there's a website where people will upload themselves wanking on or with literally anything. 
So uh, while we while remote, <laughs> while you look for if anyone's fucked a wee remote condom, you you know what we have somehow not mentioned at all this episode, and it's it's pretty big news because it involves our favorite game developer, Peter Molyneux's got a new game. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yep. The trial. The trial. No, the trail. It's not a trial. The trail. It's the trail. Sorry. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I've been misreading it because I know you've mentioned it to me before, and I've always misread it as the trial. Now it makes sense because I know what the concept is. Yeah. That makes way more sense than the trial. Yeah. So here's the thing. I've known about this game for like a little over a year, and I'm kind of impressed that we've heard nothing about it publicly until it was out in the Philippines and they're doing iOS market testing. So I'm like, oh, okay, that's a pleasant surprise. So the concept of the game is you go on a long walk collecting stuff and just going on a big old walk. It is a walking simulator in the most literal sense I have ever so seen. So it's, it's Liar Watch. Oh, you know what you do in this game? You don't even like it's it's a walking simulator where no, you go, don't no one get to pre- pick where you I'm walk. sorry, you don't you two don't even listen to my puns. I I'm, heard liar I give watch, up. I I'm heard. Go, I'm leaving. Think, I'm gonna I go didn't have think sex. It was that funny a joke, Gavin. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm gonna go have sex instead. No, <laughs> goodbye. Stay here, tell, come back, Gavin. <laughs> Gavin! This has been one of my favourite Gavin, podcasts. Gavin! I, I um, miss you. I hate to... Come back, I know, Gavin. Come back. <laughs> Gavin! I hate to interrupt. Yeah. No, you um, can't interrupt am, him. I need Gavin back. I miss I'm, him. I'm going to have to sandwich myself in between you two. Cause, uh, what, what, what is there to read... sandwich us in between? Gavin's not here. Come back, Gavin. <laughs> I've got to read this out. Okay. Uh, I've, I've, I've stumbled across some very important information. Is this about um, fucking a wee condom? Oh, yeah. Uh, Thick Shady did it in 2010. Oh, okay. Uh, Quoting him, um, Hey, guys, I came across something pretty awesome yesterday. Excellent choice of words there. Uh, I made a masturbator sleeve that was so tight at the entrance, once you got in it, basically clamped the base of your penis. It was looser around the penis, but the entrance is super tight at the base. Not too tight, but I am uh, five inches MEG. MEG. Five inches. Nicely engorged. Giant. M, M. Manly. Manly engorged. Girth. Gonad. Girth. I mean, G must be girth. Anyway, once I was sliding it up and down, I basically jelped my penis. The tight part would slide from the base toe under my cirque scar and bring all the blood with it. Plus, it felt really good. I would compare it to the butt sleeve. I have a Wii at my house, and the little sleeve for the remote gave me the idea. It has a tight hole at the top of the sleeve. Here's what you need. A Wiimote sleeve, a sock, uh, in parentheses, low cut, probably the easiest. Uh, Three, a condom or rubber glove, lube or lotion, scissors. Um, Then there are all the steps. Uh, I won't read it. I feel like this 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 lab would probably just benefit from taking a holiday to Amsterdam. Speaking of benefits, I'll go. I'll, I'll skip the huge step by step, uh, but basically make a fuck sleeve out of a Wii remote. Um, here are the benefits uh, to fucking a Wii remote <laughs> sleeve. <laughs> One pushes blood around, similar to gel king, while not being too tight. To me, remember I am five meg. If you are bigger, maybe try making the slits larger or additional diagonal slits. Two. Works like a ULI or a <clears throat> clamp while the tight entrance is around the base of your penis. <laughs> Three. Three. 
Give some weight to Kegel with. Five. While 50% erect or lower with it on, it can stretch the ligaments really well. Like a fitness instructor. I love this. When done, the penis looks plump and plumped. No, sorry, plump and pumped. Got to get that right. Similar to when using a pump, uh, the final benefit feels really amazing. So here's what I'm curious about. Is this a, literally a forum for wankers? Like, is this where you're finding um, this? P.E. Gym. Sexual improvement for men. E- now, is that gym as in, like, P-E exercise gym. or gym as in, like, our e- Lord and e- Saviour Sterling? Style? Yeah, when you said P.E. Uh, gym, I was like, well, okay, well, that explains it then. Yeah. <laughs> Jim's just pimping out his own... Uh, this is, uh, it's his own special wanking website. <laughs> this is a gymnasium, uh, penis exercises, and oh, whatnot. So, anyway, <laughs> now that Jim's back... Um, <laughs> Yeah, well... Yeah, what's up? Oh, yeah. So this game is basically about taking a big, long walk. Unlike most walking simulator games where you get to pick where you go on your walk, here, what you control is the speed that you walk at. You put a thumb on your character <laughs> and you either slide up to go faster or down to go slower. And you... Oh, that is such a molly game. You swipe it. left and right to look left and right like to the sides of the path as you walk along this one can you static s- path. Can you stop walking or...? Uh, you can stop walking entirely by turning the speed down to zero. And every so often there'll be a little uh, camp where you can rest. Okay. And so far I've played it for about two hours and what have I done? I collected some sticks. I somehow made shoes out of those sticks. I walked down the path. I found... It's got crafting! Yeah, there is crafting. It's, <laughs> it's very Minecraft-esque in that it's an, an, a three-by-three three grid that you drop the materials into and then pull a lever to craft okay. it. Fun. Um, I will just say that don't, don't ever or... say Minecraft X again because yeah. you'll give Square so Enix ideas. Here's the narrative as I currently understand it. I got off of a boat. I'm trying to walk somewhere. That's the narrative. And two hours in, you don't know is. anything else about... No, um, I have this guide walking with me, and basically, like, I keep being given, like, minor objectives, but any time I fail an objective, there is zero punishment, because the guide just says, okay, I'll finish the objective for you. So it might be like, oh, between this camp and the next, find five apples, and I only find three of them, and she goes, okay, it's no problem, I'll give you the other two that you missed. So, so it's, there mi- is it's, zero... it's, it's Millennial Simulator. <laughs> yeah, there, there is... Uh, oh, I'm sorry. There is, there is I'm zero sorry. consequence for failure. <laughs> I'm sorry. Dirty mouth, little <laughs> boy. Dirty, dirty gaffin boy. Oh, I um, had to. I dirty, just. Naughty, I saw your yeah. boy. I saw your comments about it this week, and I was just like, I have to. I have to get this day yeah. in here. I'm, but like, I'm being. I'm being. Millennial hate really drives <laughs> me up the wall. You know what's yeah, funny about really. millennial hate is it's the fucking. It's our fault. Like. And I, I, as in, I'm not a millennial. It's like we're the ones who fucked everything up for them. <laughs> yeah. Are you not? Because I, I make the cutoff for millennial. I don't know. I thought I was a Gen Xer. Really, I'm. I was born in 1980. So. 1980. You may have missed the cutoff. Yeah. I forget the exact cutoff. I know I can At 32 right now, years of age, I am technically in the millennial bracket. Oh yeah. Uh huh. Do you want a medal for that? 
this, this particular game. Well, yeah, I'm a millennial. Of course, I fucking do. The count. trail would give you a medal for that. Like, I, two hours in, the most recent objective I've had is I got to a river and I needed like four hundred, four hundred cents, so like four dollars, to get a ride across this river, and I didn't have the money. And I expected it to say, "Okay, go back to one of the previous camps." Laura, it's know, just craft. because ride means fuck in Ireland every. <laughs> <laughs> to get a ride across this river, four hundred bucks. That you must be a that must be a quality you, fucking Gab, ride. Gavin you is, and your dirty Gavin is on fire today. That must so, be a quality. That must be an Amsterdam <laughs> red light level of ride. Hey Laura, so did you get to the red light district in um, Mankind Divided yet? Yes, I did. Okay, we'll we'll hear your thoughts on it in a while. We'll we'll get there. Um, so yeah, I I got there and I was expecting it to send me back to a previous camp to like go get more materials, craft some more like wooden bird sculptures to sell or something. And my guide was just like, "Oh, you didn't have enough money. It's okay. I'll give you the rest." I'm just like, I'm two hours in and I'm still being spoon fed like, "Oh, you didn't complete an objective. It's okay. Your guide will give you." That is the like rest of the patronizing. Stuff. It's like the character realized yeah. they had no condoms for their ride, so they're sent back to get a Wii U remote that they left behind, <laughs> and, and the but casing okay, for it. Your guide already has one for you. She'll she'll give yeah, you one it. if you didn't think to pick one up on the way. I made I made this one already, just in case you needed it. It's great. It's like jelking. <laughs> yeah. So don't forget to do your kegels. Here's here is the thing about this game. I've known about this game for like a year. And I have a bit yeah. of a story to share about it. Mm-hmm. So here is my story. <laughs> That's a um, great story. That's a really nice story, Laura. <laughs> Very succinct. Go fuck yourselves. So here's my fucking... I can't. I, I got, ain't got a Wii I don't know where sleep. I left my Wii, my Wii remote. So. Here's my fucking story. So um, <laughs> Please, about yes, a year yes. ago, I spoke to Jack Atridge, and this was an interview I did with him for The Guardian. This was shortly after he left 22 Cans. He used to be Molyneux mm-hmm. second in command there. And on Jack Atridge's last day working at 22 Cans, Peter Molyneux invited him to go on a walk. And Jack Atridge takes this as, oh, it's going to be a nice friendly friend walk where we're going to, you know, go and have some nice, deep, friendly personal chats about all our time together. It's so super The way you're starting starting this story... <laughs> the way you're starting this story, though, it makes it sound like. And then he took me to this cliff, and it he was sounds like, a bit sinister. No one leaves me, Jack. It's, it's not. No one leaves Peter fucking Molyneux. It's not quite like that, but it's an equally like twisty, turny story. Yeah. So, basically, Sorry, they start going on their ten mile walk, and like once this walk Jesus. is underway enough that like it would be awkward to turn around and leave, Molyneux starts <laughs> pitching the trail. To Jack Atridge, who's no longer going to be working for him. And it's like, oh, well, um, Jack, in, in a year, in about a year, I'm going to be releasing a game. It's going to be called The Trail. And much as we are about to go on a 10-mile walk in the game The Trail, you will go on a 10-mile walk through some countryside. And all Jack's thinking is, I never agreed to 10 fucking miles. So basically, they went on a 10-mile walk while Molyneux told Atridge about the game he was making about take, going on a 10-mile walk with someone. And <laughs> they spent 10 miles walking and talking about this game in which you would go on a 10-mile walk. So that's a fun story about the trail. Jack Atridge had to live it on his last day at work. I presume he turned down the pitched. 
he didn't. He he can. He did leave the company. <laughs> it didn't end didn't with Peter Molyneux saying, "So can I have a job?" <laughs> so yeah, that that is that story. So Atridge walked away, and then a year later, Molyneux was like, "Well, well, Jack seemed to like my ten mile walk, so I'm going to take the world on a ten mile walk now." Good for him. Um, I'm going to try that once we're done recording. I'm, I'm curious about it. Yeah, currently uh, you can only get it with a Philippines iTunes account. Which, oh, you did mention which that, Which yeah. are not terribly difficult to get if you know what you're doing, but... Um, yeah, it's already too Just much Just ask that Polygon guy who did the rock band review. He probably has one. I, I can give you, like, a three, <laughs> maybe four-step instruction on how to do it. It's not too bad. Yeah, but, too much uh, effort. I'll wait till it comes out in the US. Yeah, too much effort I've, now. And I've we've already like... heard enough detailed um, step-by-step <laughs> instructions today. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> I didn't give you the detailed step-by-step. I can if you want. Do you want me to look it up again? <laughs> <laughs> if you want to give... Do you want to give us, like, one step between each story today? The thing is, like, I'm, I'm, I'm making a goof about it. I guarantee you at least... I want to say at least five listeners are searching for that that guideline right and now. And good for them. Just don't don't hurt your willies. Be be that's careful. That's it. That's it. I mean, stick it into you know whatever. As long as you own it and it's fine. Yeah. Uh, you know, fuck whatever's lying around in your house. Uh, just yeah, be careful. Uh, vacuum cleaners, not a great idea. No, I would imagine. Not a great idea. No, I, I felt like that needed just a somber, quiet. Yeah. Point. Do you want? Do you yeah. want to lie the on end. the couch, Jim? Will I? Will I put on some soothing music and you can talk about this? Um, I'm gonna save it because I really feel like I'm I'm formulating a great idea for a new podcast. Because <laughs> um, I, I really feel like a sex advice. Well, not sex, obviously, just just masturbation. That's, <laughs> that's funnier. Um, it can, can I feel I like that would be this, a great new addition. Can I come on this show? Can I come on this oh, show? Oh, are we not and, doing phrasing? Oh, oh. Yeah, phrasing. Um, can I come on this show and my advice to every... <laughs> you keep saying, ev- can I come on this show? To every question about masturbation, can my advice just be stick a 3DS up your bum hole? I believe I believe there there will be room on the roster for that. I think that's uh, I think that's good advice. Will a Wii U remote uh, case fit around a 3DS to give you a more pleasurable experience up your bumhole? I think I think if you've been fucking it long enough, plus if you've been doing those keggles um, that are recommended while you fuck mm. it, then then should, I think should we put in a request really with well. Nintendo now to increase the elasticity of the NX uh, cases? Yeah, please, uh, Nintendo. If you, yeah, if you're doing anything, anything with silicone or rubber <gasps> or anything, make it stretchy can we just for uh, our dicks. Can we just ask them really politely to waterproof the entire console so it can go up a bum hole without like getting damaged? <gasps> the the detachable controllers are supposedly have really good vibration in them. This is we're onto something oh, here. Yep, you get you get. Rubber covers for your vibration controllers on the NX, and you stick mm. them up your bum. Nice, yeah, nice. That's that's the way you do it. That is the way you do we've, it. <laughs> we worked it out, Nintendo. We've done your R and D for you. Mm. That's on the house. Mm. Just throw a little. You can you can call it the Super Mario Shutter, and you can sell it as a peripheral, and it vibrates and shudders up your bum. Yeah, it's all it's all good. Yes, please, Nintendo. <laughs> um, so. Yeah, the the trail. I've played like two hours of it so far, and 
so far all I've done is walked and picked stuff up. I think I found a raccoon behind a rock and I pulled it out by the tail and it dropped a seashell. I'm not quite sure what I'm meant to do with well, that. Well, it really seashell. is no man's sky. Yeah, it it kind of is. That So here's the thing. Today, after this game came out, I spoke to Molyneux being like, hey, you want to do an interview? And not quite yet, but he's, he's, he's going to do one. He's going to do another interview. Can we have him and on the show? He is up for coming on the show. Come, come on. Now, you, if he comes on, you, can't, you, you two are not to bully him. <laughs> I... Well, look, here's the thing. Here's the thing, right? I wouldn't be an arsehole to the man. But you might do a silly I, voice. Well, I won't. I mean, maybe a bit, but <laughs> I, I won't let up on Fable: The Journey because he made so many games journalists sign that thing at E3 where he put on a whiteboard, "Fable: The Journey is not on rails," and a bunch of them signed it, fucking lick spittles. And it was clearly on rails at the time. And when I played it, it was clearly on rails then. And I just, I want to hear from his lips. Fable the Journey was on rails. Uh, sorry about that. That's all I want to hear. Did journalists actually report it. that it wasn't on rails despite knowing that it was? Or did they just they, have to um, not say anything? From it's... what I remember at the time, uh, he brought them in for a preview, and they previewed it like normal, but before they left, he brought a whiteboard out that had Fable Three is not uh, Fable the Journey is not on rails written on it, and encouraged them to sign underneath to attest that it was not on rails. Mm. And there were quite a few signatures on that whiteboard. So fucking how, liars. How about this is an idea we pitched to Molyneux? Molyneux for episode 100 guest. I, I would not be against it. I would have to get very drunk first <laughs> because... Because I would need to take him to task about things, and socially, that's not where I live. Um, unless I'm in a like an actual hostile environment, I don't like being um, being the person taking people press- to task. I don't like to. Yeah, I don't. I don't want a Phoenix writer person. Yeah, you're not like me, hardcore but, journalist extraordinaire that makes certain people cry yeah, sometimes. Yeah. But but I. Would I swear have, to God, if he comes on this to. podcast and you make him cry, I quit. <laughs> Because here's the thing, like I don't bear him ill will. That's the problem. If Randy Pitchford were to come on here, I mean, chance would be a fine thing, but if he were to come on here, then I would have no problem going full Phoenix <laughs> right on him. Um, but Peter Molly, I, I still do genuinely believe he's a good person. I, he's just... I, I, it's, you know, yeah. everything else I've ever so, said about his, his problem. I'm just, yeah, ge- it, I'm just, I'm just shocked by the news that something seedy and dishonest went on between a member of the, the gaming industry and the games press. This is unprecedented, <laughs> this Whoa! is unprecedented oh. news. Ding, ding, ding. Truly, call truly the, shocked. Call, call the game <laughs> Here's the thing, it wasn't please. even that shady. Like, it was... It was because because Molyneux was showing it off when it, it happened. It's people like it, it was. It was people buying into the hype. It was people believing the Molyneux cycle. That's it. I mean, the story wasn't didn't that, that came out of it wasn't um, Fable. The journey is not on rails. It was Peter Molyneux made us all sign this thing that said it wasn't on rails, and it became just this weird story. But I mm-hmm. I have a low opinion of anyone who signed that thing. Yeah. If I were in there, I'd have thrown the pen to the ground, and I would have said, no, sir. I'm not part of your yeah. system. 
<laughs> yeah. It's it, man. It it is interesting still though. Like I think it's interesting that Molyneux has a successfully done what he set out to do a year ago of developing a game without talking about it at all until it was done. And yeah, fair play to him. Yeah. And B, I chatted to, to him a bit today. He he still seems like a nice fellow that understands that he needs to not hype up his games anymore like i was casually chatting to him about about the trail having played a little bit of it and like at some point he said the phrase oh see now you're tempting me to say some big hypey words about the trail and i know i shouldn't do that and that's a level that is a level of self-restraint that it's been a long time since we've seen that from Molyneux, if we've ever seen it. So, yeah. Or, or the games industry in general, <laughs> to be fair. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I can't help but feel like there's something slightly performative about this, though. It's like, go quiet for a year and then throw it up, and then, then the story becomes Man of Reformation. Yeah, but this, this is the changed. second game that he's... Like, okay, the last one that he released without talking about had its baggage attached to it, which was uh, Goddess Wars, oh, yeah. where there was there was baggage connected to it because it's, well, why didn't you finish off Goddess before doing a Goddess sequel? It was the one game he needed to have talked yes, about before. Ex- exactly, it. but in his defence, that was another game that he developed without announcing that it existed, and the first we knew of it, it was already out. And like this, that makes the trail the second game he's done that with. And I'm like, I'm tempted to believe that he is making a concerted effort not to hype his games up. And that's yeah. um, that's I mean, nice. Fair enough. Fair dues. And I mean, I said at the time, like the because um, I did a Jimquisition about Peter Molyneux when the Goddess thing was like at its peak, and it was one of the least pleasant videos I ever did because I don't like. Uh, in general, calling individuals out. Mm. Um, and I especially, at the time, that was the whole thing about, um, you know, John Walker had uh, asked if he was a oh. pathological liar, <laughs> yeah. and that became a whole big deal. Um, so I didn't feel great doing it, but it was one of those situations where it was like, I've got to, I've got to say something, because the, the, the leeway he gets is... Um, I just it, it's untenable. Mm. So I I did that at the time, but I didn't feel great about it because I don't think he is a, a genuinely no. He, I like like I said to to mention Randy Pitchford again. Like he's he's not Pitchford. He's not the kind of guy who will do really fucking dishonest shit, in my opinion, and then double. Do you want to stop insulting Randy, Jim? He might sing it. a song about you. <laughs> <laughs> now see, I like I had this conversation with Molyneux today. Like I I think that. I don't think that he is someone who actively sets out to lie to people. I think that he, the, the problem is the same problem as Hello Games did, had with No Man's Sky, which is that there is too much eagerness to talk about every good idea they have for the game before they know whether it's tenable, and a lack of transparency when a feature has to be cut, and often the first that a gamer knows that a feature's been cut from one of these games is when they buy the game and that feature isn't there. And that's the problem that Molyneux has had for a long time. It's the problem we saw with No Man's Sky. And I would hazard a guess to say that with the growth, uh, like the the increasing numbers of 10 to 20 person indie teams aiming for AAA scale games, we're going to see this happen more and more. Because there's... It's wise. I mean, especially with the games that 22 Cans makes. 
uh, they, they're kind of the opposite to what he was doing with the Fable series. Mm. They are very minimalist and uh, straightforward in what they do. But because Molyneux is Molyneux, you know, the way he talked about uh, the Curiosity Cube and uh, Goddess and everything, like, he still kept talking about how expansive and how big it was when clearly by now anyone who looks at 22 Kansas' work should see them as a minimalist studio, not a big, expansive, um, um, ambitious... Um, we're going to make a huge procedurally generated universe studio. Mm. Uh, they are a, a, a small indie studio with small indie games, which is fine. Yeah. Um, but they are very particularly well suited to this approach, well, to this, hey, this game's out now, uh, rather yeah. than building up anticipation for something that's not going to have too many features. It's uh, fair play to Molyneux, the way he says releasing the trail is... Is smart. Yeah, what I'll say is I think there's a lot more similarities than a lot of people are talking about between the way that Goddess's Kickstarter was pitched and the way that No Man's Sky was pitched to publishers. In mm. that, in order for a new small team to get attention and to get the financial backing that they needed, they made a lot of very large claims about what this product would be. That got people excited, that got them the money they needed, and both of those projects failed to communicate when pro when features got stripped along the line. Meaning that when both were released, people were upset that they were lacking key features that were promised yeah. at the time that the game was being shipped around to try and get its funding. And it's kind of the same situation for both. So, yeah, that's, yeah. that's that. Well, that's why I tried to make uh, Sean Murray knew a thing. Sean Murray knew. I I can see that. Um, That's good. That's a good one. Oh, there's more Nintendo news has come out of the Apple conference. We're getting... Oh, we're, hold on. Make sure Gav's listening for this. Yeah, listening, I, I'm, I'm listening. Yep. Okay, so Animal Crossing and Fire Emblem for iOS are still coming, but they're not going to make 2016. They've been pushed back to early 2017. So... <laughs> oh, That's that happening. Um, well... Do we know anything? Do we know? Is the Animal Crossing one going to be another go? We, or we, this Mario don't, we don't know. We don't we know. We don't know yet. Okay. All, we, all we know from the press conference is after the launch of Super Mario Run in December, Nintendo plans to deliver its previously announced mobile titles in the Animal Crossing and Fire Emblem series. These will release yeah. before the end of March 2017. You see, both of those games, I feel, would be best served not being. Too spin offy. Yeah, and just a full entry. What on is iOS. Animal Crossing? Is it like The Sims with animals or something? Or um, you live in a town. You collect fruit. You collect things. You do get rid of the weeds. You sell stuff. You try and make your town nice. You buy a bigger house. You live a life in a little town full of animals. Okay. Yeah, random animals. They move you, in. They come. They go. You can go there are different you, events that happen throughout the you year. You can go swimming. You you have town festivals that happen. It's it's all synced up with the yeah. world clock and calendar. So it's, it's like a, oh, it's Christmas. It's a, kid, it's a kids Christmas game. Festival. Is it's a game I play. Um, usually, like if a new one comes out, that I will play religiously and fanatically, like every single day. Mm. Like there was a time um, when uh, the DS one came out the DS version, mm. the original DS version, um, there was a, a brief period where I would get up out of bed in the game before I'd get up out of bed in real life. <laughs> um, 
It's for a period of time, and and that was in like an intense love of that game for about a month or two. Yeah, and then suddenly the question hit me: Why, why am I? Am I doing yeah, this? why am I doing this? And as soon as that happened, just just the mask just fell the yeah. moment I I asked. Is the it question. like Farmville and then, without the microtransactions? And without the farming. Yeah, there's less... Take away the farming elements, but put more, like... How just... much do you want to bet the iOS mm. one is going to have a ton of uh, things that you well, can buy? I'm willing to bet that it won't, considering really? that Mario, their Mario game that they announced during the Apple conference is a paid app with no microtransactions, which is a positive sign. But Animal Crossing seems... Like, even looking at screenshots of it here of all the different animals, it seems like it has huge potential to exploit that. I, I can't... It definitely could. Uh. I mean, its setup is well-designed for free-to-play. Mm. Um, uh, I hope... The iOS especially uh-huh. is well-designed to uh, do that whole thing that free-to-play games do where it encourages you to log in every day for stuff. Um, the way the economy works in Animal Crossing... Uh, it, it is very, it's it's sensible that uh, microtransactions would be in there if you're looking at it from a pure business perspective. And considering Nintendo's mobile division is being very sensible, yeah, uh, that's mm-hmm. I, I just I I wouldn't be surprised if they did resist it, but then I would yeah very much not be surprised so- if. if microtransactions were We there. do have one other piece of oddly sensible Nintendo iOS news and it's something people have been asking for for a while that Apple had denied was happening and Niantic had denied was happening. There's going to be an Apple Watch version of Pokemon Go. Which All right, that makes an awful lot of sense. Like, Apple Watches are expensive but if you've got one being able to play Pokemon Go without having your phone out all the time a watch is a more subtle thing to play that game on. That's true. So I do imagine yeah. as well that people who do have an Apple Watch struggle daily to find something to do with the thing. Yeah. So putting Pokemon Go on, it's a it, good idea. That, that is possibly the killer app for Apple Watch. Every time you guys say Apple Watch, it, it like my brain processes it as some small indie game. It actually sounds like some Molyneux game, Apple Watch. <laughs> if you watch this apple for long enough something will happen um so yeah that's that is a thing that a lot of people were asking for that has been announced during apple's keynote this is a lot more nintendo news than i expected in an apple keynote yeah yeah actually quite a quite a fair bit yeah so Pro- probably a good thing the sony thing wasn't on this week because we've spent like 50 minutes on nintendo yeah, well, I'm I'm basically just upset that I don't get my chance to gloat wildly about the PS4 Slim being real. Like I'm, that's the only reason why I wanted I'm to, sure, to talk about that fucking thing. I'm sure if I look at my Facebook and Twitter feeds at ten o'clock this evening, Laura, I'm going oh, to see true. some like, some gloating. <laughs> I am wondering whether it's worth my while, like trying to set up a live stream of myself during that conference, so I can be like, fucking told you, fucking told you. So that may or may not have happened. I don't fucking know. It's probably just me tweeting. I told you the fucking thing was real a bunch. If you're listening to this podcast by the, that time, though, then you will have already known. You, or will have the capability of knowing yeah, you, what Laura did You will tonight. know what we I did. Know. We don't know. You know more than I do about my life, listener. Like, right now, you know more about That's my creepy. life than I do. Time-traveling fool. That's right. 
that's that's right. They I don't know what I've done tomorrow. They don't. Yeah, that's that's fucking Whoa. weird. People listening. Stop stealing my future, <laughs> listener. Stop stealing. Like there's there's like twenty four hours of my life that I don't know, but you do. Oh, that's. Oh, this is this is Lovecraftian. Oh, I don't like. I, this I feel like I feel thought. like there is a Stephen King horror story in this. It's like a snapshot of a time before. I no, I can't get into where, this. Where uh, we're right, we got where we're going, we don't um, need Wiimotes. <laughs> um, 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 Gav, yeah. let's let's talk about Nuclebot. Oh yeah, you finished that, right? I did indeed. Yeah, is um, it good? What do you think? Of it's. It? I've not started it yet. I've got it, but I've not started it yet. I'm trying to get through uh, Far Harbor first. Okay, we'll talk about that one as well because I want to know what you think about that one. Um, Nuka World is not very far. Nuka World, I liked it a lot. Um, The area is really cool. It's like a next gen New Vegas. The main story is kind of as shallow as a puddle, which is sad. And it kind of, if you're a good character, it's just kind of pointless because you have to go and raid your own settlements that you spent hours and hours building. And I was like, no, fuck that. Really? Yeah. Oh. So when when oh, I might I might skip Far Harbor well, straight to that. <laughs> then I hate I hate maintaining settlements. Yeah, but you can't kill oh. Preston. I'm sorry. To, or or Marcy. They're, oh wait, I think Marcy uh, actually has been made uh, killable. I mean, I don't need to just as so long as I can just trash yeah. him and then say, you know, because because I well, no, hate you see, no, what you do is you take them over and then you have to maintain them for the fucking raiders. So yeah, <laughs> no, no, no. It's I mean, you can just trash it and leave it if you want. But here's the thing about Nuka World. Either way, so long as it's not, I don't want it to be my problem anymore. Um. Yeah. Uh, yeah so. Yeah, the world is is fantastic, and once you finally power back up the uh, the amusement park, there's a lot of fun things you can do with it. And it's only at that right. point of the game that I found the most interesting story content in the game is all in hidden side quests. And there's some really really cool like Fallout lore in those hidden side quests about like the Nuka Cola how it came about and all, all, you know, all those really good kind of lore things Bethesda can do. But the main story, it's not, I mean, I just, I, when when it got to the point that you have to invade your own settlements, I just went Paradise Falls on the place and just murdered all the raiders. (laughs) See, I'm uh, looking forward to trying it out because um, I find in-universe products in a lot of entertainment fascinating. Mm. Uh, And Nuka Cola's one of them. Uh, to the point where, like, I will actually get, like... Well, before I gave up the caffeine, if if I was playing or replaying a Fallout game, I would have to get, like, Coke in a glass bottle for the house yeah, yeah. so that I could drink it while... Just to, like, feel properly injured. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, I need my glass bottle of Coke, and I pretend it's Nuka-Cola, yeah. unless, of course, I'm playing New Vegas, in which case I've got some sarsaparilla. Yeah. Uh, so I had to I have to do that. I mean, you can get caffeine free. I might get some Virgils uh, before I play in nuka world that's a great i don't idea. sorry now I'm thinking i don't want to spoil it but when you play it and this goes for anyone listening as well make sure you do the quest with the hidden cappy symbols on the walls because cappy is basically this mascot mascot there's bottle and cappy and there's a quest that um a character from another fallout game who i was a big fan of in the other game gives you this quest and it was really nice to see this character come back by the way and um Basically, make sure you do that quest to find all the hidden cappies because the lore that you discover at the end and the extra little bit of story there is so 
so good and so cool and interesting and better than anything in the main story. So wonderful, yeah. awesome! I, I will look forward to that. Yeah, I've been uh, getting back into Fallout Four recently because I decided to finally try the DLC. I hadn't tried any of it when it came mm. out, but I was. Uh, looking for things to do between work stuff and decided that I'd, I'd get back into that, um, re-acclimating re to it. Uh, played, got a little ways into Far Harbor, not too far into it. Did all of the uh, Automatron stuff, the, the mechanist stuff. Mm. Um, and otherwise, yeah, just been spending time messing around with uh, crafting and robots and stuff. But uh, yeah, looks looks good. Far Harbor looks looks interesting for as much as I've done. I've only done like a handful of missions. Far Harbor's faction um, story to me was dealt with far better than the faction story in the main game. I felt right. they, they okay. give you more options in how to deal with it diplomatically and I think, you know, that's something really every Fallout game should should have by tradition, you know? Yeah. And, uh, and Dima, the central character of uh, Far Harbor, is a really interesting... Have you Have you met Dima yet? Uh, maybe not. Like I said, I didn't get very far into it at yeah. all. I, um, I've been kind of making little dents in the bits of DLC and then pulling back, uh, rather than just competing. Yeah. Um, but at some point I'm just going to have to say, right, today is far the day and then just get on. Yeah. Dean is a real cool character. And, and here's another bit of advice for anyone who's, uh, doing that DLC. Make sure you have Nick Valentine as your companion when you go. And that's all I'm going to say. Oh, okay. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, yeah that's that. <laughs> trying to remember where I put him. Uh, you were. Trying to remember where I put him. That's one of the biggest oh problems I've had with this game. Yeah, the... I was re after I started replaying it like a week ago, and it was like after three days, I finally found where I'd put in my pink um, <laughs> power armor chest piece that was really important to me because it was one of the really rare bits of armor, like the one of the rare suits that mm. are hidden in the game. And the chest piece was missing from from it when I got back in. I was like, where the fuck did that go? And then it wasn't until, like, a couple of days later I found it in someone's inventory. You, you know what's been driving me crazy in, in Fallout 4? Ever since I saw the launch trailer, right, the image that stuck with me was um, the two super mutants walking by a bus with some cages hanging behind them. I have not... In fucking like 400 hours, I've never found that spot. <laughs> For, and I've tried fucking to find hell. it so often and, I've, and no one seems to know where it is. So I don't know, even know if it's still in the game or... Worse than No Man's If it's Sky. just tucked into some corner somewhere. If anyone listening to this knows where that spot is from the original reveal trailer with the two super mutants and the bus, good lord, tell me where it is, please. <laughs> so yeah. That's your home. Yeah, yeah. that's... That is indeed homework. A um, couple of quick bits of news and a couple of questions to go. Um, PlayStation VR, when that comes out, it's going to come with a thing that I forgot used to be a thing. It's going to come with a demo disc. Like a physical Ooh. disc full of demos, which, you know, I, I miss Not those. Those were really fun. Um, Sony's ones were always the best. The original PlayStation had great demo yeah, discs. Yeah, the PlayStation magazine used to come with really good demo discs. So Are there any... Had that one that... Uh, tested your IQ uh, every time you 
uh, failed at it at the end. Wow. Determined on how far you got through. It was like some little man running on blocks. I forget the name. I always forget the name. Someone always reminds me, but is there, they know what it is. Is there data, actually, on how big a percentage of um, Sony, and I suppose Microsoft's like game sales on the consoles have been digital versus uh, physical? Because I was reading an article this week about how Mankind Divided, uh, it sold really well, and this was only physical copies, but they said it didn't so- sell as much as Human Revolution. And I was like, I wonder, is that because more people bought it digitally? Or digital sales Maybe. are definitely on give... the rise. We very rarely get those digital numbers. That's it. Yeah, they never provide the numbers, so we're not. We're never too what, sure. What we get digitally it, is it, how it, it ranked on the chart, rather yeah. than what if it's number sold, it sold. If it's sold under mankind, um, if it's sold under Human Revolution, that ain't good news for Deus Ex. Because as listeners may have already learned, if they watched the bonus Jimquisition last week. Mm. Um, about how Square Enix has been meddling with Deus Ex. That thing needs to sell three million to break even, according to uh, my source within uh, the developers. That's insane. So, yeah. Yeah, they spent a lot of money on that. Some of it on marketing stuff that didn't go anywhere and was a failure, but the guy who pitched it got promoted. Given given the way the narrative in the game ended, I wouldn't be surprised if they do an Assassin's Creed Brotherhood with this one. They'll keep the same engine and get another game out within the next year. And and given given um, how you... Your your theory about them splitting the game up and stuff. Well, I mean, not even just the... um, That original... Thing that I was told about them splitting it, but uh, in the new in the in the the bonus episode that came out last mm. week, um, I was told that there are two teams working on Deus Ex games, and Team One was working on Mankind Divided, and as far back as May 2015, possibly beforehand, um, the sequel to Mankind Divided was already being made, mm. so it's been in development for over a year. The next Deus Ex, so I, I would I would have no doubt it's on the same engine. Yeah. I would assume which, it's which, going to be one engine and like yearly releases. I would guess which what I, they're aiming which for. Which I would be totally okay with. I mean, it's a fantastic looking engine. Just maybe do some little tweaks to the the character animations because honestly, visually, that's the only thing that really bothers me in that game. Jensen is this weird fucking mannequin puppet thing. Yeah. And it's yeah, weird because the environments I, I've never seen better looking environments in a game. They're fantastic. Like they're they're there was moments in and I think I said this maybe before, but in the throat in that area where I was just so distracted by how good looking it was that I just was standing there gawping at it and didn't want to continue the <laughs> the mission, you know? Anyway. Yeah. yeah, yeah I'm I mean, I'm on a tangent here. Stuff, Sorry. But... Yeah, going back from the tangent, like the games that are on that demo disc is Drive Club VR, PlayStation VR Worlds, Rigs, which is I think that that e-sporty robot thing they have, Tumble VR, Battle Zone, Eve Valkyrie, that's one I've heard of, uh, Wayward Sky, and Headmaster. I don't know what half of that is. But eight games on a demo disc is not a bad start to like bundle in with a piece of hardware. Yeah, no, it's a it's a good move for for VR. I think that's a it's that's a solid yeah. solid plan. It is nice to pick up your VR headset and already have a like multiple things to play on it. Yeah, so. I'm uh I'm keen to finally try the the Sony VR stuff out because, like I said, I I have a Vive. I've not turned it on since the week I got it. 
Um, I, I have... W- I didn't write it when I played I've it. I've been playing my Vive a lot, but that's mainly because my mum is obsessed with the thing and she keeps asking me to bring it round to her house so that she can invite, like, my <laughs> aunts and her work friends around so she can show them. Like, probably the most... The last seven or eight times I've used it are because my mum has said, oh, I've got some friends at work and I told them about virtual reality and I really want them to try it, so I invited them round on Friday. Can you bring your Vive round? That's been, like, the last eight <laughs> I mean, times I probably... I've used it. I probably would have tried it a bit more, but obviously the back situation, I need to be careful. And and I think that just speaks volumes about the, the big problem with room-sized VR stuff. It's like, it's very prohibitive. I cannot use this thing because I have a, a, the, the back injury. So it's like, it's just sitting here gathering dust right now. I, I want to do video stuff with it, but I, I can't right now. And that's just a, a huge barrier to entry there. It's like, if you can't stand up and in the middle of your room, then you're fucked. For much of it. Yeah, anyway. that is that is very true. Um, so yeah, there's that, and then I think there was one more bit of news. Oh, Sony has made a statement saying, hey, we saw Pokemon Go's really popular. Um, we're gonna make Sony PlayStation games for mobile, like we tried to with that Xperia phone once. Can can we make God of War go? Will that be good? <laughs> well, they already did. Um, they did an Uncharted one. To wasn't it an when, endless um, runner? It wasn't an endless runner. Like uh, you look at it, you think it is. You think it's, and because it's Uncharted, you you think it's going to be like Temple Run or, or something like that. But no, it was uh, weirdly enough, it was a puzzle game. It was uh, kind of moving Drake across spaces, um, hitting switches and things to stop traps, and then getting to like a jewel. Or I played it in a doctor's waiting room when I was bored once, never bothered playing it again. <laughs> so my exact memory is I still got it on my phone. It wasn't bad. It just it didn't grab me enough to make me put it on again. Um, but yeah, it was it was not the Temple Run clone I was expecting, and it was actually looked like a had a bit more effort put into it than uh, something like that. That it would have been much easier, I think, to have just said, yeah, just have him run and pick up things. Um, but no, no, it looked like there was some decently thought out puzzles and stuff. Ah. Like that. So yeah, not against the idea of Sony doing that. I'm I'm all for it. I mean, I'm I'm really for more quality mobile games happening again because it was kind of. There was a period a good few years back where mobile looked really good, and I was into it. I was covering mobile stuff on Destructoid, even though barely anybody read it, barely anybody cared. But I was like, you know what? I I think this stuff has merit. This stuff is uh, got real potential to be a big part of the future, not the future. The way people always talk about how something's the future and will render all things obsolete, mm. but it would be a part of the future. Um, and then whale hunting became popular in that area and everything became clash of clans or you know dungeon keeper mobile and it was all it was nothing but exploitative free-to-play games with these horrendous economies um of which only a small handful could ever really be popular and the rest were just lapping at their heels so it just kind of ruins all credibility that fucking medium had, mm. which I thought was terrible because there was some great fucking shit there. Uh, so Nintendo bringing 
their games there, especially with, you know, one-pay games like the Mario thing. Yeah. And if Sony were to do similar, then I'm actually quite excited about that. I would like I... to see it work. I, I Yeah, I would like to see it have a renaissance. It would be nice. Um, we got time for a couple of quick questions before we go? Yeah. Time for our listeners, why certainly. Well, we shall we shall get some questions from them. Jeron Heister wants to know, can I borrow 20 quid? <laughs> I've heard that asked in podcasts uh, before. Um and I always find it fun. I think it's actually been asked on a podcast I've done before, if not podquisition before. Probably. Um, I, I like the I, question. I always find I it always funny. I always like it when I see it. And I know we've had it asked. Like, <laughs> it's been in the question thread before, and it always makes me chuckle. So you know what, can, Phil, can he borrow 20 quid? Let us know what you want it for. And uh, if, if it's something worthwhile, we'll give you the 20 quid. Yeah, I'm sure we can scrape together £7.33 each. To, to lend you the, like, the 20 quid you need. So is that how maths works? No, it's less than that. It's £6.66 £6. each. So we'll, we'll scrape together the 20 quid if it's something really worthwhile, but only for you. Uh, let me find your name again. Jero and Heister. Only for you. Um, what other questions have we got this week? We have question... Oh, there's one in the Skype chat that I already had ready. Um... Tarek Sands wants to ask, do you have anything special planned for the 100th Podquisition? Well, Laura pitched something I earlier, so I, maybe. We, we, could, we could try and get Molly We'll do the on. entire episode with um, 3DS's up our bum. Oh, I like that idea. I'm into I am, it. I am on board yeah. with this. Um, I'll practice my kegel. There's the, there's the good old standby of we get drunk and do it. Mm. Like dr- yeah, Drunk I mean, cast is always an option. I worry about yeah, those there's, ones because there's always something we can do. Um, I get a bit rowdy and obnoxious when I do those ones, and I've been trying that's... not to do it. <laughs> well, that's that's half the fun is getting to see you have a rare moment of rowdiness and but... interrupting I mean, we... everyone all the time. <laughs> yeah, but we could split the difference and do a line. How about that? We do a line. Okay, we'll we just record. we'll just snort one nice old line. Um, just one little line. Just one snow white bit of goodness. How about that, Gav? I, I am not condoning that. Oh, you're, you're, right, you're right near the methadone clinic, so you'll be fine. Yeah. Um, so there's a really good question I've just come across in one of the Facebook threads, which is uh, from Alexandra Sophie Day. What's the craziest conspiracy theory that each of you have heard or said about... Uh, sorry that each of you have heard or read about yourselves. So do any of us, have any of us heard any particularly crazy conspiracy theories about ourselves? There's, there's half a dozen at yeah. least about there's, me that are like particularly amazing. I have one very recent one that's, that jumps into mind, which is the conspiracy theory that NeoGAF had, that me and Eurogamer are working together for Nintendo as a controlled information leak on the NX, and their primary piece of information for this was that the Eurogamer big leak that had, like, the diagrams of the NX and my NX rumour report leak thing both came exactly one month apart, and Neogath started connecting the dots that exactly one month after that would be the September reveal event for the NX. So... 
because things happened exactly a month apart, <laughs> me and Eurogamer are now like working as shills for Nintendo to put news about the NX out to get people warmed up to the idea before they announce Neo it. on the case. So that's the recent one that happened for me. Nice. I, I think I've mentioned this on the show before, but my uh, the one that always immediately jumps out at me is when uh, Volume announced that Anti-Circus was going to play the role of the game's main villain. Um, uh, the usual group of people who are inclined to believe um, all sorts of wacky things about me uh, decided that the only reason that other websites covered the news that Andy Serkis was in volume was because I was also in volume in a small cameo role. And therefore, I made all of the game's websites, <laughs> many of whom don't like me... Um, I made them write about it, and and that seem that seems to suggest that my influence is more important oh. than Andy Circus's fucking fame. I think <laughs> it was just an amazing. So we should start a new rumor now that Laura three D printed an Andy Circus. <laughs> like my my favorite one of these in terms of like me having more power than i have was the the conspiracy theory that i was the puppet master of the jewish controlled media and this oh this was God. years ago that that's this was high, this that. was years ago and this was when that whole thing happened where like i got in some news cuz a person said a rude thing and some website that I'm going to describe the categories that were at the top of this website. There was the Jewish problem, the race war. Like, these were the kind of, like, website subheaders that we're talking about. Um, yeah, we're talking about chemtrails yeah, and they, fucking... They, they hypothesized that the only reason that people reported on my harassment was because I was actually the singular puppet master of the Jewish-controlled media, and I had... Like, all of the Jews that control the media websites under my puppet strings, and I made them dance for my oh, amusement shit. to, like, report on me being harassed so that I would get internet famous. Because apparently, like, as far as conspiracy theories that could turn out true, I wish I had the power to control all of media. I don't have that much power, unfortunately. Gap. Yeah, I mean, that, that's... A lot of these theories that I hear about... Any one of us uh, always ascribes so much, always ascribes so much power to us that you have to ask why the fuck are we spending upwards of an hour and a half every week chatting shit about video games on a podcast when we could literally be doing anything, when we could be having sex with uh, supermodels and hunky actors <laughs> on volcanic islands that float oh, around no, the Oh no, we moon. still do that. We we make this podcast to be our cover-up so that people don't know. That's all part of the conspiracy. Like, there's always the conspiracy from this last couple of weeks that I 3D printed a PS4 Slim and had a cable go through a hole in my desk and there was a PS4 under the desk. I quite like that one. Uh, Gavin, have you... Um... you you being conspiracy, conspiracy theories? I think, well, to call these rumours would be um, egotistical hyperbole. These were maybe like a few people shouting on Twitter at me. <laughs> but I think my favourite one was that I supported ISIS because I did a charity drive for Syrian refugees. That went on for a few months. Oh, God. Yeah. Yeah, the fucking 
Oh, I had to shut down a YouTube comment section once because I did a game that was tackling the Syrian refugee it's like, thing. And, oh it's like, my do you God. not realise these people are trying to get away from ISIS? They don't like you, ISIS, <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah, that's... And, the and ISIS then, ones are always weird. And the only other ones then were kind of when the whole, like, Gamergate controversy started, there were people on both sides of that who would assume things about you and your motivations for talking about it and... I think at one point people were like, he's obviously a shill being paid by Sarkeesian to say this. I'm like, man, I, how how can you look at my feed and say that when I've been, I've been like vocally yeah. opposed to things they've said before and I've agreed with some. And But no, in some people's minds, it's just, you know, you're this and they've decided that and they're not yeah, going to. I love the people who claim I'm being paid off by various companies because usually I laugh at it and say, ha ha ha, they have no fucking clue who I am. Like, why why on earth if Nintendo was going to do a controlled leak of NX information, would they ever fucking pick me? Like, it's Eurogamer, big corporation people have heard of, and Laura, internet person. Right? Yeah, yeah. Like, like you'd like, you'd, you'd they, pick they... like a fucking I I can't think of a person. I'm, th- I'm I'm like PewDiePie or someone. You pick someone with like some clout yeah. behind them. Mm. Well, I think it often speaks to the small world that they live in that they would consider such small fry. Because I mean, that really, when you compare yourself to oh, yeah, yeah. PewDiePie or anyone like that, like like we are pretty fucking small potatoes here. But you ascribe that much power to just the most relevant person to you, even if. In the wider world, they really aren't that important mm. or well known. Um, so yeah, I, I always find that interesting. Like it's just how small-minded you've got to be to think that Laura Dale there is controlling the mm. media. Yeah, it's um, funny because you know, like it's it's just it makes no sense. Because like I, I, it, it only makes sense if you you are like the tiniest person. Like Gray calls me Shill Shillington because I like to make songs about stuff that's popular. But I'm like, I wish I was like. Hey, if they want to pay me for this, go ahead. Give me the money. I will happily take it and happily broadcast it. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I will shill your someone your shit. Wants, <laughs> someone once accused me of taking money from Ubisoft. They thought this was all their. Oh, real, I've like, had like I've had that one a lot, like a lot. I mean, at least with you, it makes a little bit of yeah, sense because I do you, the you work. The, the work you can at least follow you the train. Well, the work I the work I do celebrates their their products. You yeah. know, so if yeah. they were paying me, that that been, would be understandable. Pay me, Ubisoft. I get, <laughs> according to according to this one weirdo I had on my site for a while. Yeah, they pay me to um, trash them. Just they pay you to hire me to defend them on the podcast. That's yeah. what they do. <laughs> that's that's it. That's it. Um, so with that conspiracy theory web of of secrets out the way, is now a good time for us to wrap up for the week. I think it's time to wrap up, yes. Um, Laura, where can people find out more stuff about you? Oh, you want to find out more... I don't know why I said it like that. I don't know. You want to find out more stuff about me and use that information to build elaborate conspiracy theories? You can do that by finding me at Laura K. Buzz pretty much everywhere. Laura K. Buzz on Twitter. Laura K. Buzz on Patreon, which pays the bills. Laura K. Buzz on YouTube. You can also find me at letsplayvideogames.com, where I do a bunch of stuff, like showing off consoles that by now probably exist and are real yeah 
Excellent. I'll tell you what, Kevin, if there's one thing I love to conspire about, it's uh, learning where the great music is. So where, 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 where could we hear some wonderful sounds? Well, today? I'd better say this real quick before Miyamoto makes another inverted commas surprise announcement, <laughs> close commas. You can find me on YouTube at Miracle of Sound, where my Deus Ex song, as you know now, is up. Go and listen to it and give me back those 30,000 views at last. Come follow me on Twitter, Miracle of Sound. Uh, yeah, there you go. And buy my shit. Because right. <laughs> Ubisoft um, sure aren't, really aren't paying nice me to make it, so so will you? I, I just want everyone to know what a nice boy I am, that I didn't cut you off and yell about Miyamoto doing yeah. something. Oh my god, Niamh, <laughs> Miyamoto announced that he's taking a shit backstage. Oh. I'm done now, Laura. I'm already, I'm, I'm off to have oh, sex. Oh no, oh, Goodbye. I was beaten to it. <laughs> It's the new thing we're doing. Um, we're, we're gearing up for a new look in 2017 where we will interrupt you after you've said what you're saying. Ah. It's, it's a more courteous way of being rude. Mm. I, I think that's a, a really nice way to look forward. And we do look forward to having you again next time for another episode of the Podquisition. Thank you for listening to this one. Thank you for all your support. As always, it's greatly appreciated. And we will see you next time. Bye. 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 The fucking PS4 Slim got announced and I'm so fucking vindicated I'm gonna go shove one up my arse.